0: staying in the studio an extra 5 minutes a night or 10 minutes a night after all your friends leave uh it'll make a bigger difference than you think um reaching for um experiences and opportunities even if you feel like you might not be qualified for them yet uh it doesn't hurt to try um i didn't think i was qualified for my job and i was right i wasn't the first time and as soon as i went back uh, they were ready for me.
1: That's Madeline Massengill. I'm Greg Barrett and you're listening to the Photo Gregor Podcast Madeline is a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and I've noticed one thing when I do this podcast that I bring these people in. I hardly know some of them. I know some of them very some of the other ones very well and one thing that always gets me is some of these people are notable for what they do but other people are notable for who they are and oftentimes you find out about these little things that they do like acts of service things that they're involved in outside of work that just make them kind of cool in this episode we talked to Madeline about being a professional cheerleader but we also talk about some of the things she's interested in and some of the people that have imp- impacted her life. And I just want to say that Madeline is just a sweetheart and kind of a bright spot. I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. I am here with today with Madeline Massengill. She is a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and a dancer and a choreographer. Yes, sir. And I think we could have a pretty cool conversation. Let's get started. How are you doing, Madeline?
0: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Good. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Awesome. How long have you been a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader?
0: Um, I just finished my fifth season with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I actually retired from being a full-time cheerleader after this fifth season. And now I'm a part of the all-star team. So, we still do lots of performances. Um, we actually just got booked for some game day performances this year, uh, which the All-Stars didn't get to do last year when I was on the team because of COVID. So I'm excited to get to do some of those and to still be a part of the organization, but to kind of get some of my time back.
1: Retired at the age of?
0: <laughs> 24.
1: <laughs> 24. All right. So what does the All-Star, All-Star team do other than, than make a few Less frequent appearances. Uh,
0: So the all-star team is kind of, they step in when the regular team cannot be at something. So uh, last week we did some performances at Six Flags Over Texas because our regular team was in Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame game
1: Hmm. uh,
0: cheering. Or if a girl gets hurt on game day, one of the all-stars steps into their spot.
1: So it's kind of like an advanced understudy type role.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, good. Um, and so help me understand like, I never paid attention to the cheerleaders growing up. I love football. It's just, but the, that's not my thing. I, I've become more familiar with and a fan of dance in the last five years being a photographer. Um, what does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader?
0: This is something me and my mom were actually just talking about today. Uh, she was talking about how when you think of Dallas, she was like, now I have a tie to it. So, of course, I think of the Cowboys. She was like, I feel like that's kind of a universal thing. If you don't have a tie to Dallas specifically, if someone said, what do you think of when you think of Dallas, Texas? My mom said, if they're old enough, they would say the show. And if they're, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. if they're
0: not quite that old, they would say the Dallas Cowboys. And it's just really cool to be tied to an organization that is world-renowned it's not just, even though NF, the NFL is in the States, the Dallas Cowboys are worldwide. And um, the cheerleaders are tied to that. And so it's been a very, very cool slash incredible organization to be tied to. I've been very grateful for my time there.
1: And so when when they do home games, you perform. And when they're away?
0: um. So when... When they have home games, we perform at games, we do a pregame, and then we have four quarter changes. So whenever the players are getting coached, we are dancing. Um, And then we also dance on the sidelines, kind of like a high school cheer team would, except for we don't do cheers vocally. We dance to whatever our DJ plays um, and our group leaders, uh, they call what we call tags. So it's kind of like calling a cheer, except for their dances. Um, And they're short dances that we repeat um, like two to three times. And then as soon as the music cuts out, your leader calls five, six, seven, eight, and the group all ends together. Um, And it kind of sounds crazy when you talk about it like that. But when you see them, it makes sense. Um, So that's what we're doing on game day. We're dancing anytime the football players aren't in play. So when you watch a three and a half hour football game, players are in play for an hour and we're dancing for the other two and a half hours or whatever that is.
1: I, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, you go to a game in person, any game, and there's a lot of times when there's just dead time, when you're sitting during commercial breaks. That dead time is uh, in, a, in a professional entertainment in, in environment. You need to fill that up with something. For sure.
0: So that's our job on game day. And then when it's not game day, we have a lot of... A lot of...
1: Uh, Community events?
0: Yes, events was the word. I don't know how that word <laughs> escaped me. Uh, but we hold a lot of events because we have our practice facility in Frisco, uh, which is like 25 minutes outside of Dallas. And then our stadiums in Arlington, which is like 30 minutes outside of Dallas, the opposite direction. We usually have events going on in both those places on game day when our games are not in Dallas. So they keep us busy on away weeks, um, bye weeks are usually the only weeks that we don't have anything too crazy going on. They still keep us plenty busy on those weeks as well. But uh, away weeks, we're still tailgating. And Cowboys fans take no weeks off. (laughs)
1: Diehards. (laughs) On their off weeks, they're like Bucks fans or something, right? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) They would rather die than admit to being a fan of any other team. Most are Cowboys fans.
1: Yeah, for real. (laughs) I just, I just trying to think of what would a fan do on their week off? Just root for the other team. That doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Nope. They'll wear their Cowboys jerseys to other games though.
1: Yes. I've seen plenty of that. Um, It's really easy to see some uh, um, blue and silver uh, jerseys in, in anywhere you go. I mean, it's, it does not matter where you go. The Cowboys are definitely nationwide as far as a football fan base, fan base, and then worldwide. Because their branding is really cool, honestly, yeah. just from a just from a branding standpoint, um, that that star is just perfect. Yes. Um, and it, 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 the reason you see other uh, team logos change, mm-hmm. that one doesn't change because it doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, So tell me what were some of the mo- more surprising parts of the job when you first started?
0: Hmm. Surprising.
1: You, you would know. You think, yeah, I'm going to be dancing at the stadium probably some some appearances. Um, and then there might be, you know, like you're wearing, you have to wear Dallas Cowboys on Tuesdays, no matter what. Like, like that's not one of them, but I'm just saying, yeah. what, what are some of the customs that grow around that that not everybody knows about that are pretty cool?
0: Um, <laughs> let me think. I feel like something I didn't, so I grew up watching Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders making the team. So it's a TV show about how you become a DCC. And that was a very good uh, way to kind of learn about the team, what they do, what they're about. Um, but you only get to see what we do in the summer. So it was it was nice to go from, our summers are really crazy, super, super busy, uh, packed with filming nights, um, learning new choreography, all different styles. Uh, but when regular season comes around, We are really focused on game days uh, and a lot of our um, community events like visiting children's hospitals, feeding the homeless, stuff like that kind of starts to come around during the holidays. So those things were all pleasant surprises because we stopped being busy with the filming things and started being busy getting ready for the season or ready for game day uh, or putting time into our community, which is great.
1: Yeah, that definitely is great. Um, I can only imagine what it would be what what it would be like to to go out in the community serving and and doing things and as an official ambassador of an organization. What are some of the cool things that you got to see and do in the community outreach? Uh
0: this is this is something I've said before because people ask like what what makes the job so worth it? Because uh, it is a lot of time. It's a big time commitment. It's a lot of work. It's tough on your body. It's tough mentally uh, to be away from family. I've missed plenty of holidays. I've done all these things, but it makes it so worth it when you're on a children's hospital and you walk into a little kid that has been suffering with cancer for months on end and they see you in the stars and they light up. They look at you like you're a superhero and like you could save their whole world with just a smile and your uniform. And it just is like, the most surreal feeling cuz me, Maddie, I could walk into a room and smile at a kid and they'd probably smile back, but it's not going to change their whole world. DCC Maddie can walk into a room in uniform and a kid's whole month year could be made. And so that was kind of a weight I didn't know I was going to carry. Um, when auditioning, I just thought I was going to dance for my favorite football team. Um, and like you said, that ambassadorship that you take on when you accept the job um, or when the job accepts you, I should say, right. uh, it it's a powerful thing and it's a really cool thing to be a part of.
1: Yeah. So, and for five years, you've been seeing that in action. Yes. That's, that's just cool. Um, so let me ask you, how, how do you get there? I mean, I know. I know plenty of dancers. You know, I shoot with them. A lot of them, you know, when they're younger, they're studying. They have to do ballet class and then contemporary class and some other things. And you know, and and uh, eventually, you kind of have to focus on one and one style. And so, is is I I guess from your answers so far, you you aspired to be, be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader from from pretty early on. How how did you start? moving from studying all types of dance to studying uh specifically the kind of dancing that you do in front of people which I assume is jazz is that
0: um I actually so I grew up a cowboys fan okay I didn't necessarily ever think that I was going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader okay it was uh so I was 18 watching a cowboys game with my dad I was a senior in high school And one of the cheerleaders popped up on the screen and my dad kind of jokingly said, you should go audition. And I was like, yeah, right, dad, there's no way it would never happen. I couldn't make the team. You've seen the show. It's too crazy. I couldn't move to Dallas. No way. And my mom snuck off into the corner, booked me a plane ticket, bought my uh, admission to the first day of auditions and walked up to me at the end of the game and said, we're going to Dallas in May. And I said, why would we go to Dallas in May? Football season's over. And she said, uh, you're going to be auditioning to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And I said, oh yeah, right, mom, not going to happen. And she was like, no, really? I already booked our tickets. Uh, you're going to go, it's going to be a good experience for you no matter what. Because I, growing up always wanted to go on tour with someone, backup dancing for someone, not that DCC wasn't. A dream or an aspiration it was always something that i was like that's so cool it's not that i ever didn't want to do it it just wasn't what i thought i would be doing now that i've done it i'm very grateful that that's the path i um landed on uh but it's just kind of crazy i ended up being roommates with the girl i saw on tv um so kind of a full circle moment
1: did that feel weird uh
0: no because. All of the girls on the team, they end up being like sisters to you. So it was like, I almost didn't even realize it was the same thing. It didn't connect like the dots were not connecting until <laughs> I told this story to someone. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was Jessica. And it was someone that I ended up living with. So it's kind of crazy, but I, um, I trained in ballet, uh, jazz, hip hop, tap, contemporary, lyrical, uh, everything in between. Um, a very deep, uh, dive into hip hop. I studied crump, waving, all sorts of things. Uh, so I'm, I wouldn't be who I am without all of the teachers I've had and the different styles I've gotten to learn. And I think that's where like my choreography bug kind of kicks in that I don't just choreograph cheer style dances. I I'm doing hip-hop contemporary whatever um, people are looking for I have a pretty deep um, background training in those things so it's been great to do cowboys and stuff and that's a lot of the entertainment um, side of everything Uh, my technique gets its own work during all of the entertaining as well but um, I grew up kind of doing it all i didn't ever pick something i stuck with all of it the whole time but it was easy for me not easy my mom owned a dance studio okay so i was in the studio 24 7 so if there was a dance class i was taking it even if it wasn't my age range um it could have been if it's a ballet class it doesn't matter how old the class is you can still be focused on technique even if you're taking with six-year-olds
1: Sure, a good so, Rona is is good. Yeah. Uh, no matter what age you are. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. Those those classes. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you. You you touched on some of these. That you touched on your roommate. Um, who were some of the people that just made you feel welcome when you got there?
0: That is a great question. Uh,
1: because I want you to prop your people up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like they they shaped your life as much as this experience has. I would bet. Oh, for sure so uh, talk about some of the experiences some of the people who really brought you into the fold and made you feel like um you were totally and completely welcome
0: i love that i do i love my people that is why i have stuck around as long as i have it's a tough job it's it's a lot um i wouldn't change it for anything but the people is why you come back because it's you're just surrounded by the best people. Such great examples. Um, so I actually didn't make the team when I moved out the first year. Oh, okay. Uh, but I lived with a mom, dad, and a daughter that was my age. Her name's actually Madeline. So I was Madeline, and she was Madeline. And we ended up getting really close over the summer that I was there. Um, she was a dancer in college at the time. I was coming here to do DCC. and she was a good person that like when i wasn't at practice i could kind of disconnect from all of it um cuz i feel i've noticed in myself when i get too like focused on it i start to stress about things that are out of my control um and so it was nice to come home and be able to disconnect and talk about normal 19 year old things yeah just be a kid cuz i was well techn- at that time i was 18 so it was nice to be able to disconnect from being an adult for a minute right. um, and be an 18 year old. Uh, so she is someone that we're still great friends. We talk all the time. We go get dinner all the time. Um, she's like a sister to me. Like she'll probably be in my wedding one day. And um, so I'm very grateful for her. I'm grateful for her parents for letting me come and live with them at the time. Uh, Cause they're wonderful. Um, and then when I moved back, so I came back to Utah for a year once I didn't make the team, refocused my energies. That's kind of when I started to focus on like professional cheer style dancing because I had never done it. I was 18.
1: What do you call it? Is that hip hop or jazz? Um, I, I don't know. We do know how to categorize everything.
0: It. It's kind of like
1: you draw on all the stuff. Power jazz. Okay.
0: With pom poms?
1: No, no, I get it. I just, I. I, you heard me ask the question before. I couldn't really place it. I was it is I was realizing odd. that I didn't do any preps before this interview for. Yeah. What style of dance is that?
0: Yeah, we call it like pro cheer because no one in there's I think like two or three teams that do like stunting in the NFL, but
1: mm-hmm. everyone
0: else just they're dancers with pom poms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just call it like pro cheer style. Uh, but I didn't really start to focus in on that until I got cut. That was when I really realized I wanted to be on the team when I got cut. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how bad I wanted it. Because I made it all the way to training camp. I was in Texas for like a month and a half and got cut. And so I came back and I really focused on that and went back and made it. And I've been there ever since. But it was kind of crazy. But when I went back, I actually roomed with someone that I got cut with the the first year. She wasn't coming back to try out again. She was like, I'm done. I... I had my run. I made it to training camp. I just wanted to try. It was something I said I had to do before I gave up on the dream. And I tried and it it went great. It didn't work out and that's okay. And so I lived with her in Dallas and she is the most incredible, she's one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my whole entire life. And I've met some really awesome people, not just like Credentially, there's a lot of people that I've met that have incredible credentials, but like as a genuine person, she's one of my favorite people on the whole planet.
1: Like give us examples. In what kind of way is she so She is amazing? like an angel. Yeah?
0: <laughs> I, she's someone that like you can confide in about anything. Um, it was She was the same for me that when I came home from practice and from things, it didn't need to be about work. I could come home and we would talk about how's your family? How's this? How's that? And it was like kind of a good refresh to keep me grounded and um keep me really centered. She's a very peaceful person and it just we had such a calm home and it was so nice to have that. My young brain needed those things. It needed those examples. Um because she's older than me. She's, I think, 32 now, maybe 34. Um, So she was kind of those, she was helping me grow into a woman. A, like, she is, like, bad A, like, does her own thing, has an incredible job. Um,
1: so almost like just a l- very
0: a- independent, but, like, in the most peaceful, respectful way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like the ultimate life coach.
0: Yes, she just is. She was so, she's a yogi, like very Zen, um, but just has like this aura about her that you just, you feel so light and like loved by her. Um, And so I was really grateful to have her. She, I lived with her my first three and a half years on the team. Um, And so that was, a huge huge blessing because she was she was kind of the one that kept me grounded um and then teammates as far as teammates go i have best friends on the team that like i wouldn't change for the world uh heather is one of my best buddies such a good heart just like genuine she we always call her a golden retriever because she's like loyal to the core um one of my fa- friends named caroline she's like loves to like get people together she's so good at like surrounding herself with good people and getting us all together to do things outside of work um and so those are the friendships that end up enduring the ones that we do things not just at work that we get to enjoy each other's company outside of work and learn about each other as individuals not as just cheerleaders um
1: that's a that brings a good question is it possible to walk around Dallas, especially with the, you know, these friends, these deep uh, lasting friendships you have, is it possible to, possible to walk around Dallas and not be on all the time? I, I feel like, you know, as a celebrity, you, you'd, you'd probably get noticed once in a while uh, or recognize, which is what I meant to say. You'd get recognized once in a while. People probably, I don't know. People are weird. People are super weird. We have a celebrity culture and it's not a good celebrity culture.
0: I could agree with that. Um, Putting people on pedestals is something us as humans are really good at.
1: Yeah. So could you could you walk around Dallas and feel like a normal person?
0: Um. Yeah. For the most part, I get recognized. Rarely, it's mostly when I'm done up that I get recognized. Like when I look like a cheerleader, I get recognized as a cheerleader. Okay. I've got my hair up in a messy bun, and I don't have makeup on. No one's gonna stop me. Uh. But if my hair's down and curly, and I've got makeup on. Or if we go out like to dinner as a big group, it's way more likely that we get recognized when we're all together. Um, Individually, I've only gotten recognized a few times. So it's and Dallas is a really big place. That's true. So it's like I feel like I come home to Utah and I see the same people at the gas station every time I go to the gas station by my house or I see the same. Whereas in Dallas, I could see someone once and I'll never see him again. They could be my next door neighbor. So it's just, it's a very large city, but it definitely happens not that often though.
1: So you can feel pretty normal walking around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think the thing to me that's most fascinating, you know, I don't get, I don't get starstruck anymore. I mean, I used to like put celebrities on pedestals and in my experience, I've just noticed that they don't want that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. And, And so... But uh, I certainly am so pleased, and excited, and um, thankful that you'd come on the program with me. Um, just a small podcast, but I, I don't interview celebrities because they're celebrities. I just want to get to know these people. And 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 uh, we were introduced on Instagram. We've never met before today. We we were introduced by a, a mutual friend. I think it was Sabrina. Sabrina. Right?
0: Yeah, I love Sabrina.
1: Yeah, she's the best. Um, and you know. I, I think it's a testament to you as a person as and as a personality to, that I just kind of invited you. Hey, do you want to come record with me? And you just said, sure. And <laughs> hey, I'm also going to be out in Utah. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm i really thankful. Um,
0: well, thanks for having me.
1: Any shout outs or any message you want to give to young dancers or anything you want to say before we close?
0: Um, I want to give a shout out to my mom because I would not be where I am today without her. She was not only the most supportive mom and pushed me as a person as well as a dancer, but she was my coach. Um, she was the only coach I ever had, like that was like my base of coaching um until I moved to Dallas. Uh, and because she was tough on me is the reason why I have the job I have now because they were tough on me, but I knew how to handle it um, because she never shied away from telling me, no, you've got you've got better in you. You, you can push a little bit harder. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. So shout out to you, mom. And as far as dancers go, don't give up. It's not an easy industry to break into. Um, but staying in the studio an extra five minutes a night or 10 minutes a night after all your friends leave, uh, it'll make a bigger difference than you think. Um, Reaching for um, experiences and opportunities, even if you feel like you might not be qualified for them yet, uh, it doesn't hurt to try. Um, I didn't think I was qualified for my job and I was right. I wasn't the first time. And as soon as I went back, uh, they were ready for me. So don't be afraid to reach for the moon. If you'll miss, you land amongst the stars and it, it feels good to be there too.
1: Cool. That's that's an excellent advice. In fact, I was making note of the timestamp there so that I could put it as the like the first <laughs> gotcha moment right at the beginning of the podcast before before we get into it. Let me ask you this then, before we go, where what's next? I mean, you you're definitely still one of these all stars and it, you're still attached to the organization, but you're not as full-time as you were, uh, the last few years, uh, what's next for you? You're 24 years old.
0: I'm 24. (laughs)
1: Like, like what do you do with the rest of your life? I mean, it seems like retiring at 24 from anything seems like too, too early, right?
0: Well, don't worry. I'm not retiring from dancing, uh, (laughs) just from being a full-time cheerleader. Um, I actually, right now I work for a safe home in Dallas, uh, for women who have been through human, human trafficking. Uh, so that has been a humbling, eye-opening experience. Um, it's been incredible to watch their journeys, uh, to watch them grow, because um, they they learn so much. In Depending on the person, they go through the program from a year to a year and a half. Uh, and it just is so humbling to watch them uh, find themselves in a healthy place. And so that is something that's on my agenda for this next year to continue to really pour my heart into that because I absolutely love the people I'm working with and the work that I'm doing um so I want to continue to do that and then uh hopefully just lots of choreographing traveling I haven't really gotten to travel um these last 5 years uh just due to work so I'm excited to um really kind of get my adventure bug scratched because it's been it's been a while and so I'm excited to kind of explore for myself
1: cool and and choreographing right
0: yes hopefully lots and lots of choreographing I'm actually headed to a college right after this to choreograph so I'm it's been wonderful to get to kind of open that chapter up
1: yeah well and I I wish you many many years of that chapter and uh the you said it was a group home i forget what yes. it's, anyway the group home chapter as well as anything else that comes your way i'll say this to you what you said to the younger dancers chase the opportunities thank you you'll find yourself doing things that you didn't expect but for sure always productive always uh uplifting um i really appreciate you coming on thank and you for having me this has been a great conversation and i think you're spectacular
0: Thank you. So are you your work's incredible.
1: Oh, next gosh, time thanks. I'm here
0: we're doing dance pictures.
1: Well, <laughs> I will take you up on that. Okay. L- hold on. Let me make sure yeah, we got it on we got it down on tape so it's gonna, it's going to happen. Set in stone. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Madeline.
0: Thank you so much.
1: So that is Madeline. She was awesome. And next episode I've got a guy who lives near me who has 10 kids and he's involved in some pretty cool things um you know just being a dad is one of them but uh he's also an engineer and a designer and gosh it's just a great interview so next time we're visiting with jacob please join us